This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee we talk about movies. My name is Leah Diana, and today with my boyfriend and co-host, Sean Tatro, we'll be winding back the reels to 1985, where six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner. But after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up in this adaptation of the popular board game, Clue. Get into it. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm right out one! Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? If I was the killer, I would kill you next. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah! Miss Scarlet, who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Let us in! Let us in! Let us out! Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. <laughs> in the movie that makes a scene of the crime. So Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. Oh, the Hello, Leah. Hello, Sean. What are we talking about today? Haven't you a clue? I do not have a clue. Well, well, you should get a clue. Because we're it? talking about clue. <laughs> so this one was my pick. And why did you pick clue? <sighs> the cast, the comedy, and the sheer amazingness of how just perfect this movie is <laughs> well before we get into it today um, once again we are not sponsored by New England coffee medium roast French vanilla definitely a step up from churro 
our churro experience, chameleon coffee. Chameleon, I was gonna ask. I dropped my coaster. <laughs> what a piece of shit am I? Wow. I can't even pick it up. <laughs> Killing it. Killing the game. Woo. Oh, it's so hot and I love it. Oh, I it. put milk in mine. It's not as hot. Oh, why'd you do this to yourself? Because we had a little milk left in the fridge and I figured I'd kill it. Like, there was like this much left. So. You've made a mistake. I know. Mistakes were made. Oh, man. Every time we watch, I watch, you watch. Every time I watch this goddamn movie, I find... <laughs> I quit. <laughs> oh, my God. Episode four, and I'm already done with this shit. Woo! Oh, there's like a bajillion more movies for us to do, so... Oh, God. Every time I watch this movie, I find more things to focus on. Every time. Every time. I pick a person's face in this movie and I focus on it the whole time. Because I must have seen this movie dozens of times. Because they used to play it constantly on Comedy Central back in the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I honestly... This was the first time I've seen this movie in its entirety in a very long time. Hmm. I think I used to catch it either on Comedy Central or on one of the movie stations. Mm-hmm. And I would always, I would always seem to catch it right at the end when they're doing the multiple endings. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I really appreciated the full experience this time. Um, mm. uh, but I doubt as much as audiences got to appreciate it in theaters. See, I didn't know that when it was released in theaters back in '85, that one theater, a theater, only got one specific ending. So you'd go to your friends and be like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking Scarlet was the killer. Like, no, Peacock was the killer. Like, what? Like, I've always known it as the full thing. But this movie was made the year I was born. So I never got to experience in theaters. And you were not even born when this movie came out. So, like, (laughs) this this is an older one for us. Like, not that old, but it's an older movie. To where we can't, we couldn't appreciate it in theaters. It's an oldie, but a goodie. But a goodie. Goodie. So for those who don't know, this movie was written by John Landis of American Werewolf in London fame. I don't know who that is. And it was directed by Jonathan Lynn. Uh, I believe Jonathan Lynn also had a hand in crafting the story. Mm. But the film was... Very obviously based off of the Parker Brothers board game mm-hmm. of the same name. Um, and it was made on a budget of $15 million. However, it only grossed about $14.6 million, making it technically a commercial failure. Wow! However, in the years and decades since, it's very clearly gone on to develop a cult following and it found its real audience yeah you, this definitely has like a a cult following and i believe that cult following is due to a mr tim curry oh absolutely oh my god and did you actually know that tim curry has cited this as one of his favorite films of his entire filmography i mean I can tell why. He got to play a range of characters. He got to be, like, this sweet, innocent butler. He got to be the villain, which, oh, I love this man as villains. Oh, but, like, he got to have that hell of a range that we know him for. And, oh, just, 
Chef's kiss. Yeah. So good. I absolutely feel like this role, like, showcases his range as an actor in some of the greatest ways. Mm. That entire multiple ending sequence from start to finish, just where he's recapping the events of the entire movie and revealing everything is absolutely beautiful and it allows him so much play oh, you can tell that he had a good time I mean all of the actors seemed like they had a good time I mean my favorite actresses are in this Leslie Ann Warren she was Miss Scarlet and then Madeline Kahn God rest her soul uh, she was Miss White I love both of those characters I love both of those women Madeline Kahn is a hilarious, hilarious comedian. And she was taking us from us way too soon. Way too soon. I definitely agree. I actually was looking at pictures of Leslie Ann Warren. That woman is 74 years old, and she does not look a day older than what she did in this movie. Seriously? Seriously. If you look up a picture of Leslie Ann Warren recently, I was like, damn. She looks very, very good. So, Clue... The original board game came out in 1947. Jesus. So this movie was almost 38 years later. So the age of this movie is almost at the this point. So at, when this movie was released, the game was 38 years old. This movie has just turned 36. <laughs> so <laughs> the game board, the board game was almost as old when the movie came out as how old the movie is now which is pretty bonkers that that game is like 80 something years old and it's still fun i've played it recently with a group of friends maybe in the last two years i think it was pre-covid um they have newer updates they have expanded universe they you can play it with yourself your smartphones like it's fucking wild the combinations you can get into now with just clue I don't think I've ever played a game of Clue. Oh, we're fixing this. We're fixing <laughs> this. It's so much fun to sit there and freak out with your friends and figure out which one of these assholes did it. It really is. It's so much fun. I think um, the coolest part about this movie for me, at least as a horror fan, is the fact that it essentially plays out like a dark comedy version of And Then There Were None. Which, I mean, if you, you're you out there, you're listening, you don't know. It's also referred to as Ten Little Indians. It's a story written by Agatha Christie. It's actually one of the first, like, real mystery thrillers that to gain infamy. And uh, that story was essentially just about a group of people who didn't know each other, who were all invited out to a house on an island, and they were all systematically killed off one by one. Ooh. And this movie basically follows that exact uh, premise. I'm pretty sure the board game is even based on that story. But they throw it into this almost very Three Stooges slapstick comedy tone. And it's absolutely incredible. It's hilarious. Like If you're first time watching this, you do laugh your ass off. Years later, I mean... There are lines that I still giggle my ass off at. But when I first watched this, I was like, what? What? Like, I must have been a teenager the first time I watched it. And it was so funny. (laughs) But now as an adult, I can appreciate it a little more. (laughs) 
So this movie has, since we've seen it before, we know this movie, I didn't really have to do an exact play-by-play. I know it pretty well in my head. So I know we both didn't take very many notes. No. But there were things that I never noticed or never clued in on. Um, obviously, like, I was like, oh, back in the 60s, the poop jokes are funny. There's a fucking dog poop joke right in the front of this movie. And they run with it for a good, like, 10 minutes. And it's super underplayed. It is. Oh, my God. Just everybody walking in going. Because <laughs> Tim Curry's character steps in dog shit. And then all of them think they're stepping in dog shit. <laughs> it's stupidly funny. But another one of the things I saw is it said New England 1954. And there's somewhere down the line, Scarlet and, um, oh God, Professor Plum end up in the car together because her car breaks down. And she says, oh, I'm going to Hill House off of Route 44. Route 44 is an existing route between Massachusetts and Connecticut. So this house could be anywhere between Massachusetts and Connecticut. I'm really bummed that it is not located where we are, you know, <laughs> in the tiny little state that's kind of like nestled between them two. But I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, I never noticed that it was an actual route in New England. And I'm almost positive that Hill House is a reference to Hill um, House. Yeah, to Hill House, <laughs> to actual Hill House, which is kind of cool. Um, oh, I, I just kept putting, I love Tim Curry. Oh my God. I love you. Tim plays a villain so eloquently. <laughs> like I was just so happy. Also, Christopher Lloyd, I feel lied to my entire life. Okay. This movie came out in 1985. Okay. Back to the future also came out in 1985. Christopher Lloyd looks young in this movie. In Back to the Future, he looks like an older man. I always thought Christopher Lloyd's hair was white. It is not. No. I feel so dumb and so lied to. I mean, it's white now. It's white now because he's <laughs> an old dude. But in this movie, he has naturally normal brown hair. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Doc Brown's not real. No, Christopher Lloyd was actually very pretty young, like when they shot Back to the Future. Which is crazy because he looks like this crazy old sixty-year-old man, and he's not. He must be in his like thirties. Have we watched Back to the Future on Blu-ray? We have not. Ever? We, you and I have never watched it together. So I love Back to the Future so much. My thirtieth birthday was Back to the Future themed. So I used to watch it every year. Back to the Future, if you watch the first one now, Mm. uh, it's very obvious that he's wearing age makeup. Yeah. And then they actually address it in the second movie with that, like, right at the beginning, he, like, does that pulling off the the makeup thing when they get to the future. And I think it's because it was so obvious. Yeah. I am shocked because... I just thought Christopher Lloyd was, like, really good-looking as an older man. I thought in Back to the Future, I'm like, oh, well, he has to look a little older, so they put him in some age makeup for the 80s. But back in the 50s, that's what he looked like because he's, like, a 56-year-old man. He's, like, in his 30s. Yep. I was like, what? And I thought to this day, like, maybe till a couple of years ago, that Christopher Lloyd was just a well-aged 100-year-old man. 
He's not. He's like in his 70s. Right. He's not that old. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I was lied to as a child. So I have a bone to pick with you, Mr. Lloyd, for your wonderful genes <laughs> and your white hair. <laughs> if Christopher Lloyd ever listens to or watches this, You'll I'm going to shit. You'll shit. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, dude, what's up? Loved you in Back to the Future. Really loved you in Clue. I can't remember any of your other work right now, but... Oh, Suburban Commando. Never heard of it. That's the one he did with Hulk Hogan. That one's I'm sorry, there's awesome. a Christopher Lloyd movie with Hulk Hogan. And it falls into our category, oh, so we gotta Christ. check that one out. Please tell me he looks at him and goes, Mmm, brother. <laughs> oh, no. That that one's that one's fun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I never caught the chef, the, the cook's name. Her name is Miss Ho. Miss Ho? Miss Ho. I heard Miss Ho or Mr. Ho at one point, and I'm like, I've never caught that before. Miss Ho. Miss Ho, yes. So I'm like, I gotta, okay. I gotta check that out. Um, <laughs> there were too many, there are too many quotes to pull out of this. Too many. But the one that we both laughed and repeated was, I bottle, sir. <laughs> I bottle, sir. We both laughed at that one. Um, there well, what do you do? I bottle. I bottle, sir. <laughs> I cannot get over how many, and I had to Google quotes for this movie because I'm like, no, I need, we need, I need to pull out some of the good ones. Um, do you like Kipling, Miss Scarlet? Charlotte, anything. Roger Kipling, Miss Scarlet. Roger Kipling. I die at that one every time. You see, like the Mounties, we always get our man. Mrs. Peacock was a man? That's still one of the best ones. Um, and then there is my absolute favorite. I have a gif of this saved in my phone, and I use it anytime I'm having a rough day. It is Miss White in the end. I hate her so much. The flames on the side of my face, heaving, breathing, flame. <laughs> Oh, that's another funny. I use it uh, all the time. That quote was actually completely ad libbed. Yes, that is pure Madeline Kahn. That's why I love her. She was just like, I hate her Flames so much on the, on the side, side of, of my face. face. Oh my god, you can tell when she turns off white and turns on Madeline because oh, yeah. she just flips, and it's like, there she is. She's and breaking then, character. Oh. And it's it's perfect. They all break character at one oh, point. Oh, completely. Every one of them. Especially when Leslie Ann Warren turns into the nice girl and she goes, "Who are you, Warren Beatty or uh, Beatty Warren?" Or I forget the I forget the line, but she gets really excited. That's like anytime I watched movies with Leslie Ann Warren growing up, that's how she is. She's very like happy and excited. And he made a face. Well, because I'm just uh, as we're talking here, I'm scanning through some of the. Uh interesting fun facts about this movie and like there's a lot of details that you actually don't really notice you i try to catch the details all the time like uh for instance the apparently the color of each of the characters cars matches their playing piece in the game yes that's awesome detail scarlet was red peacock was like that bluish color greens was green plum was like a dark like maroon color it is pretty cool the entire house is a set except for the ballroom, which was actually shot on location at a mansion in Pasadena. Ooh. Um, another one would be the the secret passages. The, uh, the secret passages in this movie 
led to the same rooms they do in the board game. Mm-hmm. Kitchen leads to the study, and the conservatory leads to the lounge. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, you the wouldn't think... The house layout is that of the 80s game. Is like, it? it? I think it is. I think the same layout. Because they, there's no mansion that matches it, so they had to build the sets. Like, even the piano being in the weird spot in the ballroom, I feel like that's where the piano is in the game. Professor Plum indicates at dinner that he works for the World Health Organization, Ooh. part of the United Nations Organization, which means he works for Uno Who. Uno Who! I never <laughs> caught that! See? See, you catch something new every time you watch this goddamn movie. I love oh, it. wow. Hmm. The singing telegram girl mm. is played by Jane Wa- uh, Wideland, mm. best known for the rhythm gu- as the rhythm guitarist of the Go Go's. Oh shit! <laughs> we got the beat. We got the beat. That's yeah. well, it's gonna be stuck in my head. That's cr- all these little like details mm. and like hidden things in the movie are. It just they make it that much better. I think what made Scarlet. And Madeline, Con- I mean uh, Madeline Kahn and Christopher Lloyd's characters even better. So I think they were on SNL together. Really? I think you might have to fact check that one. I think in the '80s they were on SNL together because Madeline Kahn is very much known for Saturday Night Live in the '80s. Now I have to check. Oh, how do you feel about the music in this one? I love it. Ding 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 ding. I felt like the music was like it was very like whimsical but it was also it played very well on that like mystery element Mm. oh I might be wrong she might be wrong did you hear that I might be wrong that's on tape I can't I'm unless unless I'm not working this isn't working I have no idea I'm not able to figure this out whatever I thought Christopher Lloyd was on SNL, but maybe he was just on Taxi back in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, was he taxi. was in Taxi. So maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Fact check me if you want. I'm gonna have angry people yelling at me in the comments like you suck. I know. <laughs> I didn't realize that either. Well, apparently all the women in this movie wear the opposite colors of their namesake. Yeah, white wears black. I knew that. Violet wears but... blue, and Peacock. Wears like gold and pink, but instead her, of blue, instead and of the green. blue colors, yeah. That's crazy. Which kind of makes them stand out more. It does. It definitely does. Because it makes them an oxymoron of themselves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've always loved how, um, in the movie, Miss Scarlet takes the lead completely when they're going over the blackmail stuff. So when Wadsworth is explaining the blackmail stuff, she jumps right into like, and who did it? And what? And what were you doing? And why'd you do that? Like she jumps right into that investigative lead. It kind of mimics how you play the game. So if you've never played Clue before, you always have one of those people who play the game. And my friends do it too, where you're like, okay, what do you have? What are your clues? What do you think? What Like you always have somebody that like takes charge of the game. Even though they might not be winning, they might be trying to get, like, more clues out of everybody. So, essentially, how you play the game is you pick 
in the beginning you line up the people the weapons and the rooms and somebody picks one of each and puts it in an envelope and puts it aside and then you're drawn all of these cards you pick a game piece that's who you are but then you deduce basically on pulling cards investigating rooms double checking things who where and what during the game so it's really interesting basically how they're doing it is kind of how you have to deuce it you have to kind of like okay well where were you miss peacock where were you miss scarlet what weapons in here what weapon was used what weapon was not you don't have to keep track of bullets because the gun's just a piece right but i like how they try to keep track of the bullets too by the end of like was it the second scenario or third? Yeah, it's the second. First one scenario. plus two plus two plus one. Not one plus one plus two plus one. I love that. <laughs> I was, I'm, it, some things don't age well. Like there's a lot of, it's set in the 50s, so obviously. But um, everybody's very like at the, um, the, pro, the escort service that Scarlet runs. And then they're very on the homosexuality of Mr. Green. And I, that always drove me nuts. Do you ever catch when they're fighting? Um, whoever does this never gets anywhere near his eyes. It ends up here. And whenever they slap the women, they slap their chests. Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes to slap Pe- she go- uh, Buster goes to slap Peacock and he's slapping her boobs. I'm like, you guys didn't see this in post? <laughs> well, it's because they just have to play it safe. Mm. Or at least had to then. Yeah. Now I would have full-on bitch slapped that winch. <laughs> really. Apparently they also uh, chose to, every time the group split up into pairs, mm. they're, the, uh, they partner with the corresponding rolling order of the game. Miss Scarlet and Colonel Mustard, Mrs. White and Wadsworth, Mr. Green and Yvette. Like rolling call. I don't. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody can explain that to uh, to us. Everybody. Oh, another one. Everybody being shocked at socialism, or that uh, communism is a red herring, which was really big in the 80s. Yeah. Very, very big political problems. Um, I think if we had the Blu-ray release of Clue. We would be able to see the can the the string on the candlestick better when they yank it, because he goes, "I'm shouting, I'm shouting, I'm shouting," and the candlestick falls. Oh yes! I swear, when we used to have a big TV, I could see a string yank it. You probably probably, could. but I had a big screen TV at one point in my life, and I was like, "There's a string there." Like as a kid, you're like, "Wait, it didn't fall because he was just having a tantrum?" No, dumbass, it's movie magic, <laughs> you know. I liked. Uh, I really liked how this movie played on like that the hilarious nature of like not trusting anyone around oh, you. Yeah. So like you had all these situations where the characters like wouldn't didn't want to put their backs to each other or. And then they like, finally do, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> they didn't really want to be around each other. It, it was just really funny. It it is. It it really is. And then where they're trying to hide, like the bodies around the cop. Every time, it gets me every time, is when Peacock's doing this on Mustard's back. And then she goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to sound like this cute little, like, <sighs> moan while they're kissing. And it's just, <laughs> 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 It's 
this panicked lady going, there's a corpse on me. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Lots of references to Americans being unpatriotic. Yeah, there's a lot of, like... A lot of digs. Governmental digs. Huge and, like, governmental patriot- digs. Patriotism yeah. digs. But it makes sense for the 50s because nobody trusted anybody. And the Cold War was still really happening in the 80s. So it kind of was relevant. Yes. But at the same time, it was like, why are you guys digging so much? There's also an obnoxious amount of sexual humor in this. So much. Oh, my God. But this movie was not meant for kids. And I I like that. Yeah. I like that, yeah, Clue was, like, geared as a family game. But they made it into a movie that, you know adults appreciated and as we grew up as kids like i watched this as a kid i didn't understand it now that i'm an adult i'm like oh boy i didn't know what scarlet did as a kid and no one would explain it to me now as an adult i'm like why guy why couldn't you guys just be honest and say hey she sold she traded ladies for money not really like that but you know what i mean how would you explain i don't know how to explain that to a kid oh Oh. hmm Hill House was not a reference to Hill House. Really? No. I'm kind of surprised by that. The New England mansion in the movie Hill House was named after producer Deborah Hill. Same producer as Halloween. No way! Yep. It's an unintended similarity to The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, but it's a nice little, like, mystery suspense connection. Anytime I hear Hill House, you realize I go to the Catherine Zeta-Jones movie. Because that's based off the same story. Yeah. But it, after seeing The Haunting of Hill House, it's not the same. No, not no. in the slightest. Nope. Uh, oh, did you... I don't know if you picked up on this because we haven't watched a lot of these yet. Mm. But the s- few small moments that we get of the killer throughout this, like... It only ever shows, like, their hands. Hands and stuff, it's yeah. so giallo, it's unbelievable. Really? Yes, because in giallo cinema, they always, uh... Ex- they never... Oh, yeah, They always show you pieces. the killer's hands. Yeah, pieces and they're always were only shown hands. Black leather gloves and the wet murder weapons. I couldn't help but notice it. It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> I wish we could ask if that's one of those things like, ooh, did you take that from Giallo? Like, is that a nod to them? Or I think was it, it might just be. like, oh, we decided this would look cooler? Well, that, what time, uh, what year was this film? 80, uh, it would have been filmed in 84 because it was released in 85. So, 84, Giallo was very popular in the 70s and so, 80s. So, yeah, it could be right on the cusp of, of all that coming out. Oh, uh, let's see. No one likes singing telegrams. Nobody likes Nobody likes telegrams. <laughs> Boom. Uh, that literally, that moment in the movie is exactly what you want to happen at that exact scene. Oh my God. Scene. I am. Boom. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I know because I was there. Oh my God. <laughs> Tim Curry's lines in this movie. I know because I was there. <laughs> Fucking Tim Curry's run. It, it's this run. Like lifting his <laughs> arms as high as he can <laughs> with his little feet. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> oh, um, my God. One of the things I noticed throughout the movie was there's a inscription on the fireplace. I've never been able to catch it, but I know it exists. Um, so the the mantle reads, uh, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but it's 
Novu Rish Oblige, which roughly apparently translates to people in nobility have an obligation. Is that Latin? Or is that Italian? It sounds... Novu... Almost sounds uh, French. Okay. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We interrupt your regularly scheduled film talk for this important announcement. I know what you're thinking. Oh, God, not an ad. But trust me, if you have ever had a passing interest in podcasting, then you're going to want to hear about Anchor. Anchor is a podcast platform by Spotify, and it is way easier to make a podcast with absolutely everything you need to capture your audience all in one place. Anchor has the tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And choosing to host with Anchor means that you can distribute your podcast on all major listening platforms, like Spotify, naturally, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. It also allows you to begin earning money with your show with no minimum listener requirements. Anchor was our first and only choice when we decided to start our show, and we cannot recommend it enough. So if you have an idea to podcast, don't wait any longer. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. But I don't know, I thought that was a cool little... has an obligation. Yeah, so if you're essentially meaning if you're a noble person, if you're not uh, shady, you have an obligation to do the right thing. Mm. And because nobody in this movie is noble. Yep. (laughs) I get it. Just one of those nice little hidden gems. So I focused on Mrs. White during this whole movie this time. Because usually I focus on... Why does that not surprise me? What? I love Madeline Kahn. It's fine. Um, when they are running down the stairs the first time they go searching, she's not wearing her shoes. Really? Yes. Um, and then during the scene where she's, she's going to turn the power off, she's not wearing her shoes. So I'm kind of like, oh, I wonder if they filmed this sequentially or if they meant that to catch it. Like, 
oh but what if what if that one that that last one like oh that really is the real ending because she wasn't wearing her shoes she took them off to run down the stairs possibly so you catch little things i always forget to check if christopher lloyd's character is not present or if colonel mustard's character is not present or miss peacock's present character is not present during certain scenes i never remember to check but that's the first time i went oh wait a minute she isn't wearing her shoes running down the stairs I was like, ooh. See, most of the times I've seen this movie or even parts of this movie, I always like pay mo- most attention to uh, Tim Curry just because he, he chews up the scenery. How, how can you not pay attention to Tim? But, but uh, this time I tried to pay special attention to Christopher Lloyd. Yes. And they literally play up his backstory so much in the fact that he's like this closeted sexual deviant like he's constantly like touching women (laughs) his eyeline i can't one time i watched him i caught his eyeline and he's always always like tits always looking at tits he's playing up that part it's it's... the simple little things where i'm like i wonder if christopher lloyd after he's done going i'm really sorry i had to stare at your boobs the whole scene Oh my god, it's Especially so... Especially the girl who plays a vet. She is in, like, short skirt, tits Did... hanging out, like, damn! Let's see where he has, he has to lead, like, turn his head, and he's, like, literally laying on them. Oh my <laughs> like... god. You're wondering if Christopher Lloyd's like, oh, this is terrible, or, like, this is the best time I've ever had on a set. <laughs> he was... You could definitely tell that, like, everyone was having so much fun. Yeah. Like, I wish... I wish I knew if there were bloopers or behind-the-scenes shit for this... Because, oh my god, it is so amazing. I want to see bloopers of them fucking up. I really do. Especially Tim Gergen. He has to mess up something. Oh, when he's talking that fast at the end? Oh my god. Jesus. You're like, breathe, man, breathe. Um, I always catch that, the singing telegram girl, when they're looking and he's going, oh, she was my patient once. I had an affair with her. She's full on breathing heavy in that scene. Her chest is yeah. going up and down so fast. You're like, stop breathing. <laughs> well, I almost wonder if that's because they they probably shot all of her clips back to back, and God knows how many times she had to do the little the little jig the little dance, jig dance, and then fall to the ground. And they're like, okay, stay there. And she's just like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, you beat Nick. I wrote that because it's it's such a beautiful insult. You beat Nick. You beat Nick. Oh, God. The Gone with the Wind reference. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> Frankly, Miss Scarlet, I don't give a damn. It's like they worked in as many references oh, as they God. possibly could. And what's what's funny is you're going to ask me the question later, but I'll say it now, too. Today's generation isn't going to get half of these things. No, not at all. We're on the cusp of this generation not knowing who Tim Curry is. Like, and that's fucking tragic. That hurts my fucking soul. It hurts. Tim's still staying relevant, man. Like, he is trying his damnedest. That that dude. I honestly, I will bawl my eyes out when I find out that... Tim, the day that you finally oh God, rest, nope. it's not going to matter. You know why? Because there are people like us out there who are going to keep your fucking oh memory God. alive. We are going to watch all of your movies, and I'm really sorry. I've only seen Rocky Heart Picture Show once full in my life. But it was in a nightclub back in 2004. Um, no, no, I watched it twice. I did see it at a convention I went to one time with my ex and my friends. 
and it was a hundred people in a room doing the Rocky Horror songs and everything. It is a different experience watching that. If you watch that movie with humongous fans oh. of it, it's they'll dance, they'll sing, oof. they'll dress up, they'll get up and act the whole thing, and it's beautiful how much this movie, which is ridiculous, has touched people's lives like that. Like it's let the freak flags fly and i love it i yeah. absolutely love that when we get we'll we'll talk a lot more we'll do more research for that one. Oh yeah, shit that's gonna be a big one that's gonna be Actually, a big I'd one i'd love to get a guest on for that one um i know a couple of people who are obsessed with that movie couple but i don't know who i don't know who that's gonna be down the line yep that might that might have to be a podcast watch party have a bunch of people and then ask them questions we're not gonna have enough mics for that we're not gonna have enough room for that not here they're all gonna have to sit on the bed waiting their cue their turn (laughs) (laughs) oh oh man and then my final and favorite absolute line in that whole movie and i've been saying it since i was 10 years old and i didn't understand it and i never cared and it just made my dad laugh every time i'd say it i'm going home and sleeping with my wife Oh I my still God. say that. You've probably heard me say that so many times. I just like, when we're leaving work, I'll look at Alicia and I'll be like, I'm going home and sleeping with my wife. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Not a damn thing is wrong with me. I'm just ridiculous. This <sighs> this movie, it's such a weird experience, honestly. Like when you, it's even hard to talk about because this, this movie, it's- You ho- have to watch it to understand how ridiculous the jokes are. All the little things, the characters, the actors. It's classic. <laughs> well, and it, it, it's not a movie that's broken up like most films. Mm. Like this one, it it's it, all, while being all contained to this one mansion on this one night, shifts you between the same like five rooms over and over again. Mm-hmm. And like constantly keeps you get like guessing as to what's going to happen next and who's going to be where. It's... And it's all within two hours. Yeah. It's like within two hours or an hour and a half or something like that. And the movie's only about an hour, hour and a half long. So it literally is, it flows perfectly because there's no breaks in time. It's just continuous the whole time. Right. Nothing breaks, nothing stops. You're seeing everything as they're seeing it, which is cool in a way. And you're kept in the dark. It's not like other movies where you know what who the killer is sometimes in the beginning and you're watching everyone figure it out. Like this is, you are absolutely in the dark and with three alternative endings, you don't know which one's real. They tell you, oh, this is this is how it happened or this is how it happened or it happened like this. And it's like, there's I, endless possibilities. I don't believe it. No, like there when could it, be more. When it says this is what really happened. No. I don't believe that that's true. I like, believe that's what they intended the, the final to be, but you could sit here and be like, okay, I think it was Colonel Mustard, and here's why. And you could go, it's just like the game. Yeah. They did it beautifully. Yeah, I think this was a really well-crafted uh, adaptation. Mm. Most adaptations, especially ones nowadays, are so bad compared to what they were adapting from. Mm. But this was, like, right on the nose. <laughs> Chef's kiss, as I say. <sighs> <sighs> Overall thoughts about the film. Oh, my God. I wish there was more, because I hate... When I start watching it, I love it. But when it's over, I'm like, no, I want more. (laughs) I just wanted to keep going. I I think now as an adult, it's too short. I think it could be a little more drawn out, a little longer. But that could just be adult me. Kid me feels like it was a lot longer and a lot cooler. 
like the first time you watch something but yeah. now it's like an hour and a half and i'm like blinking going what happened it's over i want to watch it again yeah this one actually goes by a lot faster than you would expect mm. but i feel like any good comedy does yeah and this one surprisingly is still very funny yes I didn't think the jokes were going to land this time for me, but they did. You were laughing. Did. You were. They really did. Um, you've already been through most of these, but uh, what were your favorites? My favorite person, line, favorite character always will be Miss Scarlet. I love how headstrong head and forward she is and getting right to the point with shit. And she's like, oh, I'm being blackmailed, but I did what I'm being blackmailed for, so fuck you guys. Like, stop being little bitches about it. Like, that. I love her character. Favorite line, still to this day, is Madeline Kahn's ad-libbed flames on the side of my face, heathing, birth. I love it. I can't get <laughs> enough of that line. That line comes on and I'm giggling like a dumbass. Um, I will say that my favorite scene um, has to be when they're all freaking out trying to hide it from the cops, from, from the one cop. Like, they're running around like... No, we gotta hide. We gotta figure this out. Like, that's my favorite because you know, as they're setting all this up, the actors are dying laughing. I think my favorite part about that scene is the is right when it, it builds to the reveal that the cop isn't even on duty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, no, I'm not even on duty. You're just, you know, I'm just here. Like, you, you, like, these three people that are dead. So it's the motorist, Mr. Body, and then the cook. Yeah, they're dead, but those actors are still alive. And you have to, like, Madeline Kahn's got his hand doing this in, his, in her hair. And I, you know that while they're doing that, he's just like, hold it together. Don't let n- none of you laugh. Like, they're all trying not to die laughing at that point. <laughs> and I think it's incredible. I do. Bye, yo. Uh, so, I refuse to say Tim Curry because that's the obvious choice. We know. Christopher Lloyd is my favorite in this movie besides Tim Curry. Mm. Christopher Lloyd plays that character so fucking well and he hams up the sexual innuendos and like deviancy that he's supposed to be playing. Mm -hmm. He fucking goes all in on it and it's incredible. He's actually a very like quiet and reserved person in life. As far as I've been able to tell, yeah. The way his personality is, just from, like, interviews and stuff, like, that stuff probably made him pretty uncomfortable. Like, I have to do what? <laughs> okay. All right. But he's another, like, classically trained actor. Like, he knows his shit, and he's good at it. My favorite moment, which most people would overlook, is those, the basically the scene where the motorist gets killed, because that is the most giallo scene in the yeah. whole fucking movie. And... The second I realized how giallo that was, I was like, I love this. <laughs> this is so cool. Uh, I could not settle on one favorite line. Mm. So I'll just give you the ones I wrote down. Oh, God. <laughs> um, favorite lines in the movie. What is it you do? I bottle, sir. I bottle, sir. Well, it's you and me, honey bunch. That's it. I was just going to ask. Um, there was the obvious. I was in the hall. I know because I was there. I know because I was there. <laughs> and of course, as you mentioned, I'm gonna go home and sleep, sleep with, with my, my wife. wife. <laughs> I, 
fucking to this day. I think I was 12 when I first said that out loud in my kitchen at my parents' house. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. My mom's like, excuse me. My dad's like, did you just watch Clue? Didn't miss a beat. Oh, God. (laughs) Those lines are so fucking funny. Oh, they are. And as a kid, you're like, what? As an adult, you're like, fucking gold right there, dude. Does it still work? Absolutely. Because it was a movie made in the 80s about the 50s. So it was had elements of what was happening in the 80s, but with, with a setting in the 50s. I feel like sometimes, like, comedies like this can still work. Because you're playing off of the humor of then. But some of that still is relevant today. Like, some of the things like, oh, you're being unpatriotic and da 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 it's identifying what was relevant and what was really happening in 1954. Like, everyone was afraid of communism. Everyone was afraid of the war. Everyone, like, all these people that did shady shit. It was kind of like playing on that. But, yeah. Still works. Still works to this day. I absolutely agree. This still works. as Like, obviously there are going to be younger generations who don't find this as appealing as we do. Mm. But... I absolutely think all the comedy still lands. It still emulates the game perfectly. It uh, all the performances are top notch. the The way the movie is paced out works really well. It builds the comedy and the subtle tension that it plays with. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this. I thought it was great. Hundred percent. Would you recommend it? <laughs> yes. I'd recommend it, and I would say go in blind. Sure, you know the game, but go in blind. Like, after I watched this the first time, I had to know who these actors were. I had to research more. I started watching a lot more of Madeline Kahn's stuff, because she was big within within the universe of Mel Brooks. Like, I loved it. Christopher Lloyd, obviously, I was like, hey, that's the dude from Back to the Future. Uh, a lot of the other actors, like, um, I know Martin Mull. I saw his name. Leslie Ann Warren, I watched her in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella when I was younger because that was like a big thing that my grandparents had on tape. I loved all of them. Obviously, Tim Curry, which I think this was the first real thing I ever watched him in growing up. But, yeah. Uh, well, this is an absolute all-star cast. It is. Like, this is an ensemble piece. Yep. And it was, honestly, the one of the best ensembles I think they could have possibly brought together to play these characters uh i would absolutely recommend this to anybody especially if you're a fan of like somewhat older films like comedies usually aren't people's like top recommendation for Mm. like older comedies nobody ever recommends those this one i would this one yeah because it's more than a comedy this is also a murder mystery it's a whodunit like it's a traditional whodunit murder mystery with that silly element too i've seen serious whodunits live i've seen silly ones yeah i i think these ones are great because you want to engage the audience with a little suspense but the jokes are really what keep me coming back the lines the timeless line there are so many lines in this movie that made it into my everyday speech still to this day like i don't know how often I repeat the flames comment like all the time constantly. So how would you make this movie today? I I don't know. I don't know. I you 
No one can replace Tim Curry. No one can replace Madeline Kahn. No one can replace Leslie Ann Warren or Christopher Lloyd or I believe Mrs. Peacock. Her name is Ellen something. I can't remember. She was an older star. Um, uh, these characters, these actors and actresses can't really be replaced. Ellen Brennan. Ellen Brennan. You, they're, they're hard to replace because like nowadays acting is very different. I would say that I would love, and it's only based solely on the way he looks, I would love to see Adam Driver take a stab at being Wadsworth. He's done a lot of serious shit, and I think it would be so funny to see him in a ser- in, in a funny role like this. So, the closest thing that I could equate to this movie today would have been, like, Knives Out. Knives Out was good, but it was too... It's more of a whodunit. Yeah, than that was this. a very big whodunit with a lot of feeling and a lot of heart to it as well. I think if someone tried to do Clue today, it would be that's what it would end up yeah. being. It and wouldn't have the same comedy. No, and I think that's okay. I would definitely love to see somebody take a stab, no pun intended, at doing an adaptation of Clue now. Yeah. Just to see what it would be like. Even if it's a different tone, that's fine. Because personally, if you were trying to remake this movie, I'd say go home. Yeah. Like, don't even try. Because this is perfect. If you want to make your own version of it today, go right ahead. Just know that it'll never be that. No. Nothing can ever stand up to this one. Just because it's, it's, it's that perfect nostalgia that we're looking for. As millennials as kids of the 80s and the 90s this was our shit like this wasn't really a commercial success but it has a huge cult following and it is because of mr curry that like his following is incredible and this movie got a second life to it and yeah they could try and make it but i see people leaning too towards the serious yeah. Now, if somebody were to do it on stage, I think they would successfully do this on stage with the jokes. Yeah, I'm sure. I think stage with this, with imagination, because theater, theater has a lot more imagination than some movies do. Like, I think it could work out better, but I don't know if anything <clears throat> would hold a candle to this. I feel like Knives Out had a lot of influence from this, oh, because there yeah. are moments where they're trying to be funny, and they land the funny. But nothing, nothing can compare to this one. Is this exploitation or other? Don't overthink it. I'm going with my gut. No. Because this isn't what people were looking for. This isn't, wasn't what was popular. They did something that they were like, all right, we're going to take this idea and run with it and see what happens. I don't believe this is exploitation. But I could be wrong like it was last time. I would agree. This is not exploitation. Uh, this you is got one right. This is just a really great comedy um, that appeals to pretty much everyone. Mm. Um, there's definitely no uh, there's no attempt to overdo anything. Mm. This is just a fun experience that if you are a fan of the games, you're gonna love the movie. If, if you're a fan, fan of the, the movie, you'll love the game. If you're the fan of one actor, you're going to watch it and start to like all the others, too. Absolutely. 
But I believe that about wraps up this discussion for today. If you have, unless you have anything else you'd like to add. No, this one was kind of a short one. This movie is, I would say, a huge majority of people have seen this one. Yeah. This one's definitely awesome to watch. It's hard to go through bit by bit with this one because we have seen this one many times. It's a classic. Like, I feel like everybody's parents has this in their DVDs or VHS collection. Oh, for the most part. Oh, ha- they have to. Like, I'm actually really sad that we only have this on DVD. Unless you come from one of those families that just doesn't watch or own any movies. And if so, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> and if you need somebody to talk to, hit me up. Seriously, no. <laughs> oh like, God. I'm here for you. I care. Not everybody owns physical media, dude. They should. We are rare a rare pair that has VHS, DVD. At one point you had laser discs, but they were a gift to someone for Christmas. I'll have laser discs again. <laughs> I mean, I have CDs in many forms, music in many forms. We have ta- we still have cassette tapes. We have unopened cassette tapes. <laughs> I have unopened VHS. Yeah, you've got some pretty big names sitting there that are unopened but we like physical media i don't own a kindle or an amazon nook or whatever the fuck they're called i own books i like books i like physical media so this is definitely one of those houses where we're like yeah sure we have a voodoo but we also have all the movies that are associated (laughs) with them (laughs) all right but don't go anywhere just yet Before we wrap up this episode, stay tuned for the coming attractions. Charles Brady is new in town. You can actually talk to him? Yeah, he's nice. Real nice. The girls all like him. The teachers all respect him. Your teachers in Ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man. The parents all trust him. He's utterly charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. I cannot be in love with this girl, Charles. You don't know me, Tanya. But I want to. Behind their smile is a secret. Hi. Come in, Tanya. I have something for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. Behind the secret is a hunger. Does it have to be her? (laughs) And behind it all is the imagination of Stephen King. Personally, very excited for you to see Sleepwalkers. I saw the cover of this DVD. 
and I was like, what in the Jim Henson's fucking nightmare are we watching? Oh, this is actually a Stephen King original. Oh, God. And it is hilariously fun to watch. (laughs) Is it hilariously fun to watch because it's good? It has, so it's good in elements of like, the supernatural shit that he does it's like very original um but it's so like made for tv cheesy oh god and i personally i think you're gonna have a fun time with this one i am so nervous for some of these movies that he's yanking off the shelf that he's like oh have you ever heard of this no awesome i have no idea what i'm going into with some of these but that's the whole point of this is for both of us to explore movies that we've never fucking seen. I mean, the last movie we watched, um, The Italian Job, that was one we both have never seen, the original. Yeah. 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 Wow, that was our first one. You just knocked a movie off your list there, buddy. Uh, My list is never ending. No, my list is very short. I don't know. (laughs) Wait till I pull... A doozy out of my suitcase over here. A doozy of a movie that he's like, I don't want to fucking watch this. <laughs> well, I guarantee you I'm going to do that to you mo- oh on God. more occasions gonna, than one. We're both going to hate each other after this. But for more recommendations on films and coffees that you should check out, if you want to check out our movie collection or even just see some fun behind the scenes or chat with us and recommend us some movies or coffees, Recommend us coffees. I, please, I want for the more. love of God, recommend us coffees. Uh, please check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. Um, look, uh, look for our Discord where you'll mostly be chatting with Leah. Um, all the links to all of those are going to be down in the show notes. Um, listen to us and. Give us that five-star rating on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. New episodes are coming out first thing every Monday morning, and if you're listening to the podcast and want a more visual experience, subscribe to us on YouTube, um, where you can enjoy every episode in its entirety with video. If you like what we're doing here and you want to show us your support, then you can find all the information for that down in the notes as well. Until next time, I'm Sean. I'm Leah. Thank you for listening, and keep watching.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 